0: Hello, world! Welcome back to the MR Running Pains podcast, episode two. Here we are, well, it's just me, actually, driving up to New York. It's Friday, February 28th. I'm currently driving through Virginia on my way to Long Island, New York, for what is the Comset 50K Road. USATF National Championships it's uh it's a race I've been really looking forward to and that's why I put it on the docket um we'll go back 2019 I was uh I was preparing for the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc the UTMB 106 miles around the the Mont Blanc Mastiff it's uh, was a journey that I, I really look forward to those of you that have heard some of the other podcasts I've been on I've, I've talked kind of at length about that those that you haven't um, I uh, I qualified um, as a uh, kind of the sub elite category there's the elite category and then the sub elite um, so I bypassed the lottery and got in and uh, was excited about it. You know, my, my worst fear was that I would get injured and uh, not be able to go. Well, the injury did come uh, in uh, late May, early June of 2019. My knee had a excruciating pain that wasn't allowing me to run. I could, I, you know, I'd hobble. So I knew I couldn't couldn't train so I'd have to cross train so I got on the recumbent bike in my basement pedaled away for hours I got into the pool and swam until I could finally run again which was about two months before UTMB so I tried not to be frustrated you know I, I, I could run again I could line up I could go to France and line up so I, I had to choose to be grateful for that um, you know it wasn't going to be the race I had planned and That's, but that's what it was my family and I traveled over to France and I did I towed the line um, my quads ended up giving out about mile 65 after a 13 mile descent I had to hike it in but I did I hiked it all the way to the finish From 65 miles to the finish That's uh, roughly 40 miles of hiking It was a long, long experience Well over 30 hours out there Through two nights I finished on my second dawn Just elated to be at the finish And with my family and celebrating Coming across that finish line and under that arch It It was crazy We'll we'll talk more about it at some other point, but so 2019 found me training for mountain running. That's that was the point of that. I uh, I decided I, I wanted to to do something different this year is as again it's, this is 30 years of running for me, so I wanted to be a celebration of of running, kind of uh, an homage to all of the things that I've done in my running career. You know, I've run cross country track. Road races, trail races, mountain races. So, I wanted to kind of get back, back to my roots. Um, that's where I chose the the Comset 50k. So, our race is uh, Sunday, March first. So I'm two days out, they've uh, they've had to change venues. We're actually gonna not gonna be running at Comset. We're running at a different park. Uh, it's a 5k loop that we do 10 times, obviously. Uh, And uh, the weather looks to be chilly. Um, Probably start maybe upper 20s. Uh, Winds say they could be 10 to 20 miles per hour. We're going to be right on the bay. So uh, I expect some wind. I I don't know. We've got a long straightaway when I looked at the course. And uh, I hope to get out there tomorrow on Saturday and and run the loop and kind of get a feel for for what it is. I'm just praying for a tailwind when we have that long straightaway and maybe we'll have the headwind when we get a little bit more into the park. I'm hoping there's some some trees in the park that will give us some shelter, but I'll find out a little bit more tomorrow. But before I get too much more into the race, I want to go back and talk a little bit about my training. Um, Patrick Regan has been my coach for uh, the past few years, actually. We've gone through a lot together. Patrick is a You know, great runner in his own right. Having finished eighth last year at the Western States 100 miler. He's won the Javelina Jundered, uh, the past three years. He was also third at the 100K World Championships. So, um, and he's, he's run the last Olympic trials. I believe he has a 216 marathon PR. So like I said, great runner in his own right. Fun to work with. Um, a lot of people ask me, uh, you know, well, you're a coach yourself. Why don't you coach yourself? And um, I guess to that, I would say I like having somebody to to answer to, to look over my shoulder, to make sure I'm not doing too much. Um, I uh, I tend to do too much mileage when I train myself, um, and and fatigue a little too much, and overtrain. So I like having somebody over my shoulder, and you know, knowing that they're looking to make sure I'm not. Know, not doing too much I communicate with them um, we'll talk a lot more about coaching in the, in the coming episodes but as I said Patrick's been Patrick's been training me for this one um, after uh, let's say after um, UTMB I, I took a little break um, I was gonna do um, JFK 50 miler in the fall but after the break I just decided it best just to kind of call it a year um i i had kind of notched my training up so much in those two months leading up to utmb i just needed to take a break and then uh regroup and find that goal that was going to motivate me to to get training and to you know stay motivated to keep training for a race and that's where Comset came in i was excited to to try to run a fast 50k so we began training with a lot of uh Progression runs, uh, trying to get my uh, average pace back down. Um, you know, training for for UTMB. I didn't have to train quickly. I just had to be efficient on my feet. Um, so, you know, I I mean, I was running probably my average runs were around 8:30 per mile. Um, recovery runs, you know, anywhere from nine to ten minutes, just easy jogging. Um, did a lot of mountain training, obviously. So, it was a lot of time on my feet, slower pace, a lot of you know hike a lot of hiking practice my poles so i wasn't wasn't really preparing for you know being quick i wasn't doing much turnover so we began uh with the progression runs trying to get my my average pace back down to where i'd be comfortable um with my average run being somewhere of 715 to 745 just comfortable at that pace again and getting my race pace back down uh you know shooting for goal pace between 630 to 640 per mile um so we were we did some strides trying to get my turnover back um and uh just working my way back and uh we started putting some races on the calendar for 2020 um i started doing some more intervals some longer intervals um you know 1k 2k intervals um half mile repeats um kind of training through the cold weather. So a lot of it, I'd I'd hop on the treadmill uh, just because I'd have to get it done early morning before the family got up. So uh, we have a a treadmill down in my basement. So I'd go down there. Uh, I tried to set the incline at 1.5 to 2% just to kind of help replicate being outside. Um, And then uh, we worked on half marathon and marathon pace most of the time. Just to go a little faster than uh, than fifty k race pace, and get myself a little bit more efficient at those faster faster paces, and get ready uh, to be to run thirty one miles, um, yeah, thirty one miles at like I said six thirty to six forty pace. Um, so January came and I signed up for uh, a local race to Asheville, the Hot Chocolate Ten K. It was a good race had a young man that is uh is actually running our our hellbender 100 miler and uh he took it out really fast um didn't realize how quick we were going until my watch beeped and i looked at looked down and i think i ran 518 for the first mile which was way too fast i went out way too hard it was it was a downhill so there's that but at the same time I, i should have shown more restraint um and uh you know I kind of kind of got caught in no man's land. I was in second place, and he was just up ahead of me, so I wanted to to kind of run with him if I could so I, I pressed got up to him and uh got up on his back and he turned around and saw me, and then he just surged again and uh with the move I had made, i just I couldn't cover it couldn't cover his surge, so he got ahead of me again, I could tell. He kind of just wanted to to be out front and not be challenged. He didn't want to run with anybody. Like I said, I I couldn't have made another move to get back up on his back. So I I settled into no man's land and just kind of um, moved till we got to the turnaround. It's an out and back, so started coming back and it was a it was a pretty good headwind. Um, and uh, he had a good gap on me. Um, he's uh, moving well, and you know we got back to to you know towards the finish and. I had a good gap on on third so I I tried to just keep pushing and I ended up breaking 36 minutes I believe I ran like 35:55 which was a good first effort. I hadn't run a road 10k in in a long time. But uh, I was I was, you know, definitely pleased with the effort. We had been uh training through that race. So, um still running 75 to 85 miles a week. Um and uh yeah, I was, can't say can't say more about that race. It was, it was hard. I mean, I, I felt at times I was almost redlining it. Um, but, uh, you know, for 42 years old, I, I'll take it. <laughs> um, second place overall. And, uh, and then we just resume training. Um, Hey, put a half marathon on the docket for February 15th. I traveled to Savannah, Georgia again, kind of training through it. Um, I had to put on a race the week prior um, uh, the uh, yeti you're not 25k so um, went through a lot a lot of stresses with that race we had to po- postpone the race for a week so scrambling to redo everything that had been done you know it was it was tough so um, we got through it um, it was great uh, I had a you know great time. Putting that on, it's glad it is over. But that was the week before the half marathon, so um, coming off that, there's still a lot of stuff to do after a race. Um, but anyhow, so I traveled to Savannah. I didn't get into my hotel till about 11:30 p.m. It's a four and a half hour drive. Didn't get to bed till after midnight. Got up at 5 a.m. Um, had a restless night's sleep because I I drank some coffee on the trip just to kind of keep myself alert and awake. So. You know, caffeine definitely affected me trying to sleep, um, but uh, but I, that was okay. I you know, I felt good in my warm up. Jogged over to the start and jogged around a bit. Legs felt okay. I was you know, it's good to go. Um, I was going to race in the Carbon X. I think that was the, the shoe I was going to to race Comset 50k in. So I wanted to to give him some some trial miles. Um, it was about 45 degrees at the start. And I didn't know what to expect. Again, I hadn't run a road half in, you know, a good long time. Um, the 10K, at least I had done uh, the Carbon X project last year. I went out there and they had a relay, so I did a 10K relay. So at least I could say I'd, I'd run a, a road 10K, you know, in the past year. But a half marathon, it's it's been quite some time. So um, I I lined up, you know, after doing some strides and looked around and man, there's some, some fit looking guys. So it's, it's, it's always hard to judge, you know, how, how fast people are going to be and where you are going to place? Um, you know, my wife and I, we joked before I went that, you know, just hope to get into the, the top five, um, and win the master's division. Cause I, uh, you know, looking around it, was some, some young guns that I thought were, we're going to take it out and be tough. So when we started and I found myself in the lead, I was quite surprised. Um, I was running out front and I started hearing everybody talking behind me. What pace are you trying to run? And uh, you know, I wasn't there to, to run a pace. I was there to race. I wanted to, to get in that mindset of of racing and seeing what, what I could do. So when they asked me, what pace are you running? I, I didn't respond. I just kind of shook my head and sh- shrugged my shoulders. I, uh, I just wanted to be, to be out there running, racing. Um, so we, uh, we got through the first mile and I led, um, you know, it was running about 555 pace. Um, I figured right now I could probably run about 545 to 550 pace comfortably on a fast course. Um, but having gone through everything, I I was fine with just running 555. I was out front. So, you know, again just being competitive that was the goal so uh, i was okay with it just kind of stayed there and just kept gaining a lead uh kind of an awkward course with a lot of little out and back and we went around a lot of like cul-de-sacs um it was like i said just just weird because broke your rhythm uh, broke my tempo you know quite a few times doing all this like out and back and turnarounds and um these little cul-de-sac loops um, but it gave me a, a look at where second and third place were, and, and where I was stacking up in the field. Um, I, I could tell that I was, you know, still gaining on my lead, and uh, we got to uh, about 12 miles, and we had one little, another out and back, and I got to see second place, and figured I was around a minute, minute up on second place, and uh, two miles to go. I just, you know, kept pushing. I had a long straightaway with a mile to go. And I looked back and, um, he was in bright colors. So, you know, I, I didn't see him. So I, I wasn't too worried. Uh, I just pushed into the finished and ended up winning much to my surprise. Uh, I think I ran, uh, 119 something. Um, but again, just, just pleased to get into a race and be competitive and, um, you know, come away with a, a win. That was awesome so put me in a good mind frame that was uh two weeks ago um it took me a little time to recover um i i you know i needed probably a few maybe two or three days to recover from that one but we did strides about three days afterwards and that kind of snapped my legs up and then i did a workout that wednesday the race was on a saturday um and uh I you know I had a good workout felt felt good I could tell you know the race was still on my legs but I was okay um so uh we started started the taper about 10 days out and uh started reducing mileage and uh kinda toning down the workouts a bit um this week uh I implemented one of my old favorite workouts um and uh it's uh good warm-up i did a three-mile warm-up those of you that follow me on strava you probably saw it i did a three-mile warm-up followed by a two-mile tempo at uh, 50k race pace um hit 630 625 for those two miles uh, a little bit quicker obviously than uh than what i'm gonna try to run here um this weekend uh, and then i followed that with a half mile jog and then uh four by a quarter mile uh I did those a little bit snappier, 10k pace, um, and uh, maybe even a little bit quicker than 10k pace. But uh, really wanted to snap the legs, you know, get them get them moving and awake and ready to roll. Um, I used a flat road right by my house to kind of replicate the course I'm racing on. Um, 110 jog recovery in between, and then I just cooled down, went and grabbed my dog, and brought him out so you get a little exercise cool down and I felt pretty good about it I mean it wasn't wasn't the greatest workout um uh I you know taper's always tough I feel like I get a little bit restless with my sleep and don't always get the best sleep race week because I'm you know I'm, I'm a little bit more rested than I'm used to so uh I think I was a little bit groggy my my brain just doesn't wasn't wasn't firing just yet <laughs> so uh and then it's just been uh, recovery days. Uh, today's Friday again, and I'm, I'm traveling. Today's an off day. Tomorrow, like I said, I'll see the course. Uh, Sunday's race morning. Um, mentally, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, feeling sharp. Um, clear-minded. The, uh, I've kind of learned. Um, you know, With ultras, ultras are all about managing stress both physically and mentally uh i used to try to to do so much you know the, the week before the race just so i wouldn't have anything on my mind for uh for race day but that you know like that ended up creating so much more stress that you know, it's just it's not worth it to to put yourself through all that because there's always going to be more to do right there you've always got something you've got to do so, and that, so that's what i realized it's you know there, there are things that have to get done, um, which obviously you got to find the time for, and um, and then there's there's things that that need to get done, but it doesn't need to get done this week. I just write those down so I don't forget. You know, just just make a note. Yep, they're there. I got to get them done, but it doesn't need to be this week. And it helped me be a little bit more relaxed. Um, I felt a lot calmer this time. You know this training cycle because I didn't let things stress me out. Um, I knew uh, I knew I had to do a lot for Hellbender. You know Hellbender's coming up here in just over a month, um, but I just write those things down and and I'll, I'll get to them tomorrow. I've got a day aside from running the course. Uh, I'm just gonna hang around the hotel. You know, get some things done on the computer, work on some some coaching schedules. Um and just relax, you know, let my mind unwind and uh, just settle down, get my mind in the right place. Um, I like to, to meditate a little bit, kind of visualize. Um, seeing the course is going to help, obviously. Uh, I can visualize the course and want to visualize a positive imagery of me just kind of flowing through that course, flowing around it, just feeling good you know being like being like water flowing like water like bruce lee said be like water flow like water that's that's what i want to do i want to flow around this course be loose i want to have fun you know like that's that's what it's about anymore it's just just having fun i don't want to be stressed about what place i'm in i just want to be in the moment you know know what my body needs i've got a good nutrition plan i um, uh got a they're letting me use the elite table which is nice i can i can put my bottles and gels out um i've got uh i've got four four bottles uh that i'll use my tailwind um go with the cola flavor little extra caffeine um, they're 13 ounce bottles and they fit right in your shorts um so with it being a 5k loop i can uh i can just you know drink it stow it in my shorts for the loop and then ditch it when i get done Uh, i can tape on uh, new gels so i can just take those during the loop as well um, or stuff it in my pocket for the next loop uh, depending on how i feel i'm going with the uh, canterbury spring gels Uh, really like those and and find those work well i've got a few of the speed nuts as well kind of a slower burn fuel probably only going to need one of those maybe two but I've been training with uh, without much at all. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll carry some water with me. But you know, I've I've been training most of my 20 to even 24 mile runs uh, with little to no water or gels, uh, just because it's you know it's typically for me it's three hours or less, so I, I don't need much in that time. Um, I'll usually have a little bit of, of breakfast beforehand if you know if I'm hungry. Just to make sure I'm not hungry on the run, but temperatures have been so nice, I just I haven't needed much. Um, so we'll see how race day goes um, and how much I feel like I need. Um, I typically I can listen to my body, but sometimes I feel like if I start that cycle too early, you know, it, it feels like I have to stay on top of it um, more. So, um, but obviously I don't want to bonk. So just got to find that balance. Again, just listen to my body and what it's what it's craving, what it needs. Um, and then, uh, actually, for uh, for gear, I decided to go with uh, the Rincón, the Hoka Rincón, rather than uh, the Carbon X. Um, just uh, after the half marathon, I kind of felt like they're a bit weighty for what I want. Um, I like I like lighter weight racing shoes, something um, a little more flexible. Obviously, the Carbon X has the the carbon plate, um, which makes it a little stiffer um it feels good underfoot um in my last newsletter i kind of reviewed the carbon x and the uh the vaporfly four percent uh talked about the differences between each I've, you know i've run in each and considered using the four percent um it's uh you know obviously uh it's advantageous um to to run in uh it gives you does give you an advantage. I, I'm going to be honest. Um, it's uh, it just didn't feel as comfortable, um, especially under my forefoot. I didn't think I could take that for 50k. Um, no matter what the benefits of the shoe are, if it's not comfortable, it's not worth it to me. Um, that's kind of what I found between, uh, you know, the, the the Carbon X and the the Rincon. The Rincone just My foot feels a little bit more at home, like I'm I'm really not wearing anything. My foot just feels like it's moving naturally. Uh, It's about an ounce and a half lighter as well, Um, and uh, that that does make a difference as well. Um, So I feel like I found the happy median. So choosing to go with the ring cone, uh, definitely going to wear some some tights uh, as the weather is going to be colder. I've learned my lesson a few too many times, unfortunately, about uh, cold weather running and, and wearing the proper gear. Um, I ran uh, the Chicago Marathon in 2007 with one of my good friends and I ended up hypothermic uh, around mile 24 having to be pulled from the course uh, It took me about 4 hours to return to my normal body temperature uh, I just got way too cold uh, I wasn't wearing enough gear and then I got wet due to some snow and just started shivering uncontrollably and obviously went hypothermic so um, should have learned my lesson there but uh, but no I I continue to to try to be minimalistic uh, The idiot that I am Uh, The next episode happened In uh, the uh, Lithia Loop Trail Marathon In Ashland, Oregon Where uh, temperatures dropped 12 degrees into the low 30s And again started snowing Um, The idiot I am I was wearing the same gear that I was at Chicago And uh, thankfully I didn't go hypothermic this time but I did slow down significantly. Uh, it sacrificed a lot of time just because my body was trying to stay warm and couldn't sustain the paces that I wanted to because I was so cold um, and trying to keep my body warm. So um, that you know should have been the last lesson, but unfortunately it wasn't. I tried going minimal, going to Bighorn, the 100-miler in Wyoming, um I underpacked. I didn't have the gear I needed. Uh, not only in uh in apparel but in my footwear. Um and so I had uh, pretty much a hundred miserable miles <laughs> at Bighorn. Uh I finished uh but uh but sacrificed a lot because I didn't have the right gear. So the only thing I would impart there is it's better to overpack have to pack a bigger suitcase than to uh to try to be minimal and get away with less gear um i packed everything for this race i've got all sorts of gear uh wind shells, all sorts of different gloves um hats buffs you know I, I i just i packed everything i mean you know it's a short trip but my luggage is is packed thankfully i'm driving uh so all the extra gear it's, it's fine Um, brought two pairs of shoes just in case. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I have a lot of gear, uh, and I'm, I'm comfortable with, with everything I have. And, you know, I think, uh, I think I'll be, I'll be good this time around. Um, I'd rather peel off layers if I get warm, than you know, not have to not have enough gear or have to find something for my drop bag and waste time like that. So, um, the, uh, the race officials have also said that I could have a, a crew member if I wanted to, um, I'm hoping my, uh, my old high school coach can actually join us, um, uh, and, uh, and, and be a part of the race and, you know, maybe hand me stuff as I need it. Um, uh, I brought some, uh, some duct tape to to kind of mark up my bottles just in case I have to put them on the table. It's so just, I mean, mine are, mine are pretty evident which bottles are mine, but it'll be easier to spot with the, I have two different colored duct tapes that will contrast pretty well and stick out. So I can, I know where to look for my bottle, um, and my stuff And I can tape the gels to the bottle and just grab it. So I know my gel is not going to fall off. Um, or somebody's going to take the wrong thing or swipe one of my gels. Uh, but if I can have a crew member, that'll be awesome. If not, no big deal. Um, i'll adapt do what i got to do um that is a nice advantage i certainly appreciate that offer from them um other than that you know the the work's in um taper's done heads where it needs to be uh you know, i i can't say that i can i can do anything more just just can't do anything stupid between now and race day right um I've, uh, I've lost a ton of weight. Um, that was kind of one of the things that didn't happen in 2019. Uh, I was kind of, I was heavy for, for myself anyway. Um, yeah, I could, I could see the weight on, uh, on my midsection. Uh, it's, uh, it's come off. I've made some, uh, some dietary changes. Um, my wife is, uh, a, she's a physician, family doctor. So she's, very very concerned when it comes to my diet and making sure i'm getting enough calories enough protein enough carbohydrates uh she looks over my shoulder just to make sure i'm I'm doing the right thing um to be full disclosure um i i've gone plant-based um i started that uh almost two months ago now uh and that's where i noticed that you know the weight really was coming off. I think in part it was because I, I, I haven't eaten processed foods as much. Um, you know, I've, I've eat, been eating a lot more whole foods, um, and really making wiser choices in, uh, in what I'm eating and what's going in. Um, I do, I found a good, uh, uh protein supplement shake. Uh, it's got, uh, good, wholesome, organic, non-GMO ingredients. Um, I, you know, I don't think, Plant-based is is for everybody. I'm not here to, to tote, um, you know the, the plant-based versus, uh, keto versus, uh, other you know regular, diets. Whatever you may say, that's that wasn't the point of that. It's just that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm just disclosing everything that I do. Um, but as I said, it's it's made a tradition, uh, you know, a tremendous difference in uh, in my body. Um, uh, I was surprised by you know how the weight came off, how I'm feeling, how I'm recovering. Um, it all been positive effects. I didn't do it all at once. Um, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with this, but at the same time, you know, I, th- I think it's worth kind of sharing how I did things just so you all know that I didn't go cold Turkey. Uh, you know, I, I started weaning off of, uh, uh, meat, especially red meat. Um, in part, this is because I, I have a, a, uh, a condition in my uh, esophagus. Uh, strictures form in my throat and make it difficult for me to swallow. Um, I've got acid indigestion. Um, and uh, I've, I've been off of uh, wheat. I have a wheat allergy, which, which can cause the, the strictures, the rings in my throat, to, to form quicker. So um, I've, I've been off of wheat for a few years now. Um, but uh, you know as I talked to the doctor this last time, um, I went in for a procedure because the uh, the strictures the rings in my esophagus they have to be expanded so they go in there with a, a balloon like device uh, of course it's deflated they knock you out they uh, they put this tube down your throat um, and then they inflate the tube to to uh, you know open up the the strictures the rings in my throat. Um, it's not pleasant when you wake up. It's a little bit sore. They took some biopsies to kind of confirm what was going on. You have to be on a liquid diet for about three days. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lifelong thing. These, these strictures will keep happening. But, uh, you know, there's things you could do to slow them down. And uh, eliminating some of the things in my diet, um, you know, and going plant-based were, uh, were measures that I took that, that will help this. I, I won't have to hopefully go as, as frequently to get my my throat expanded. Um so that's in part why I I chose to go plant-based. Um and uh and seek this this part of my life to to improve my quality of life cuz you know, I want to be around for a long time. Um I want to be there for my kids, my wife. Um and I you know, this choice uh I didn't take lightly cuz I've tried I've tried vegetarian and plant-based before and I, I I really did not have any success. It Didn't work um, at the time. I don't think I was as cognizant of what was going in my body and, and uh, how much calories and protein I was I was taking in. Uh, I know they say you don't need a lot of protein, but at the level I'm running, you know, for recovery, I, I do. I I need more protein. That's you know just me. Uh, but with uh, with what I'm doing now, the choices I've made, I, I, you know, I feel like I'm I'm meeting those needs and. I'm recovering. Like I said, that was, you know, part of it last time is I wasn't recovering. So, uh, uh, I'm happy, you know, with, with what I've done and, um, the avenue I've chosen. Um, I've lost seven pounds since, uh, since Thanksgiving. Uh, part of that was in thanks to, uh, um uh, uh Terra She, uh, she had a 60 day challenge. Um, Meredith Terranova, she writes for uh, Ultra Running Magazine. Uh, you may see her articles, she's uh, she's wonderful. Uh, but she wanted to get us off of uh, refined sugars and processed foods uh, to try to help us increase our quality of life. So that's kinda where it started. Uh, I started realizing what I was eating and how much crap I was eating. Um, so that 60 day challenge, uh, it really made a difference uh, in, in my thought process. Uh, I stopped uh snacking a lot, uh especially, you know, after dinner. Um and making wiser choices of of what I was, you know, eating during the day. Um so that started it. And then I, you know, I really started looking into uh as I found out about, you know, more about my my throat and that condition, um about what I could do to kind of stave off having to having to go through that uh, you know, that procedure every every few years. Uh, so that's that, um, weights down, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. I, I feel faster, leaner, stronger. Um, uh, we implemented, uh, a weight vest routine. Again, if you follow me on Strava, um, uh, you'll see my weight rest vest routine is on there. It's a simple weight vest routine. Um, I bought a, a, a vest that I can, uh, add or subtract weight from. Um, I use about 20 pounds in the vest. Um, I think, uh, weight vests are a great investment. I use, uh, I use the weight vest a lot in training for, uh, UTMB in power hiking. Um, you know, I, again, I, I kind of, uh, put, I started out, I think with about 12 pounds of weight. Um, and, uh, you know, that was great because, uh, when I put on my pack, which, uh, you know, we carried a lot of gear it was definitely lighter than what my my weight vest was but it felt like it was nothing on my back and when I hiked up those mountains I was I was used to having weight on my back so if you're training for mountain running uh, great little investment is that that weight vest and doing some uh, some treadmill incline you know hiking practice 12 um, to fifteen percent it's probably what you need uh, depending on the course you're training for two to three miles of uh, sustained climbing. Uh, just a side note there but I use the again I use the weight vest for uh, for strength training for this uh, this go around strengthening uh, my core quads hamstrings um, you know it consisted of uh, push ups uh, dips squats uh, and step ups four simple exercises I did three sets uh, about 12 reps for each exercise um takes about 20 30 minutes and you're done it's uh it's really really easy uh once twice a week that's all you need to do uh, it was a nice add to my regimen um i try to get in core another two to three times a week sometimes it's just a simple plank routine i like to do uh, front plank left side right side back plank straight arm plank and uh occasionally i'll throw in mountain climbers uh that's a good routine um uh, takes about five, six minutes. I just hold uh, each position for about one minute, go right to the next one. Um, it's easy to kind of pop off at lunchtime. If I've been working for a while, if I want to take a break, I just go into plank for a little bit, maybe pop off a few push-ups. I got a pull-up bar downstairs in the basement, go down there, do some pull-ups, um, some, uh, some, you know, seated, uh, seated squats, uh, wall squats, if you will. Um, Those are another great thing. If you've been working at the desk for a while, if you can just sit up against the wall, minute, two minutes, hold, um, these are all things you can just do. You don't have to do them in succession, you know, just do them during the day as a break from your desk. Um, so sorry for the, the side note there, but just a few things I found that have, that have kind of helped me along this, this, uh, this, you know, this training cycle. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've I've tried to be better about stretching. Um, I'm still not consistent. That was one of the things I really wanted to, to work on. But my hamstrings—they're they're really twingy. If anything, I'll say that. Uh, you know, I, I, I did have a hamstring pull uh, during this training cycle. Uh, when Pat and I looked at my training, um, you can see you can see it on Strava. There's a dip in kind of the middle of the the training here. Uh, that's where I pulled my hamstring. Um, we had been going consistently for uh, a good, you know, six weeks, I think, or more without a down week. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten older. I've got to be smarter about taking down weeks and recovery weeks. Um, but, you know, everything was just going so well that we, we really didn't think about it. And uh, yeah, I tweaked my hamstring. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't bad. I knew when to, to back off as soon as I felt the pain. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, I've had problems with that hamstring all, all through my career. Um, uh, and, uh, it happens now and again. So I have to be careful of how much I stretch. Um, I, you know, it's, it's easy to overstretch that hamstring. Um, so I have to be careful how and in what way and how long I, I hold stretches. Um, but you know, it's, it's, again, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, something I need to be better at along with. Uh, foam rolling. I need some gentle foam rolling. I think sometimes I get a little too carried away and get a little too deep. Sometimes I think we all feel that if you don't feel pain uh, when foam rolling, you're not doing it right, but that's actually the wrong way to do it. There should be no pain. So uh, just light, gentle uh, pressure. Uh, You should like, again, you shouldn't feel any pain when you're doing it. So, and you shouldn't overdo it, you know, 20 to 30 seconds at max uh, for each, uh, you know, group of muscles that you're doing. And uh, but, you know, it's it's easy, easy to, to say and uh, say you should do it. But, I, you know, just have to find the time to do it sometimes. And life, uh, life has a way of, of getting busy and you lose sight of the ancillary things you should be doing. So um, I know in my, my upcoming training, those are things that I really have to focus better on just so I don't get hurt. Because I have some longer events coming up. You know, it's uh, this year, uh, talking a little bit more about this year. Let's see. Uh, so, after comp set, uh, uh, I will I head to. Well, we've got Hellbender, and that's going to be my main focus. Uh, just putting on Hellbender. Um, so once I get through putting on Hellbender, um, my family and I are, are going to Arizona with the rest of uh, with the rest of my my family, my uh, brother, sister, and uh, their families. My mom and my stepfather. We're all going to to Arizona. We're going to go see the Grand Canyon gonna hike down with the kids uh, thought is to do the rim to rim to rim but um, I'm not sure I, I, I kind of just want to spend time with my kids in the Grand Canyon and experience that with them uh, my son's talking about maybe running back up so we'll see um, but that's uh, that's what I'm gonna do in April May I uh, signed up for strolling gym uh, it's a 40 mile road race through Tennessee for those of you who don't know it uh, it's a uh, you know it uh, can be hot it's wide open in the sun, so uh, quite a different race than, uh, than what I've experienced in the past, but um, I, I think that's why I, I felt I should do it, you know, something different, something challenging. Um, it, it lined up well after Comp Set. You know, it's it's a similar type of race. Um, and then uh, June, uh, I'm actually traveling back home to where I grew up, um, Middletown, New York, um, home to the Two Franks, two two amazing Franks, Frank Giannino, who, uh, held the trans U S world record, um, prior to Pete Kostelnik breaking it. Uh, Frank is an amazing, amazing person. Um, he's a mentor. He owns a running store up there and kind of got me interested in, in owning my running store. Um, and, uh, he put me on a path. You know, it's, I always sought advice from Frank and obviously footwear <laughs> and uh, the other Frank is Frank shorter um, Frank shorter was the 1972 Olympic gold medalist amazing man great story he's got his own book talks about his life and um, he's you know really amazing guy I believe he's coming back for this race as well we have a uh, it's called the orange classic 10k um, 10k road race uh, I, I did it all growing up uh, you know the whole town kind of gets involved it, it they're, they're going back to the original route this is the 40th anniversary you know part of the reason why I'm going back It'll be fun to, to see old friends and, uh, and, and and be a part of it again so that's June uh, and then uh, I've got a little break I'm gonna um, reinsert myself into some uh, some mountain running uh, and uh, do the the 50k trail championships uh, up in Ragged Mountain New Hampshire and uh, I did that race two years ago finished 10th overall and, and won my, uh, my master's category. Um, so I'm going to head back this year, see if I can run a little faster, uh, be a little more competitive and, uh, uh, look forward to that experience. Um, then, uh, uh I tuned myself back up for the Hennepin 100 miler, um, looking to, to run in the 16 hour range. Um, my PR is 19:22 uh, at the Chattanooga 100. I've never quite run 100 miles like uh, like Hennepin, so it should be an interesting challenge. But um, I, you know, fits into the year really well. Um, the uh, and then the last race I'm doing, which um, you know, not ideally set, but uh, is the uh, Tunnel Hill 50 miler, um, looking to run a fa- you know fast 50 miler. Uh, it's gonna be tough after hennepin, but I figure I can recover and see what I can do for a turnaround I want to break seven hours is my goal um, and uh, see what I can do there and that will be my year um, yeah, we'll see how things go um, excited for for everything that's that's come this year. I'll probably throw in a few races here and there some shorter things like I said this is uh this is my thirty year celebration of running um, so I kind of want to do some fun things. I might even find, like, a mile and just uh, just run a mile, you know, and, uh, and see how, my, <laughs> how badly that hurts. Uh, there's a fun one in August. Uh, we, uh, my wife went to medical school at uh, Virginia Tech, and there's a, there's a fun, uh, they call it the, the Draper Mile. It's a downhill mile in downtown Blacksburg. Maybe I'll go back for that and just, you know, uh, see how fast the legs can go and uh, have a good time with that. Uh, definitely want to throw in a 5K. Uh, we're going to New Orleans in March. My wife's got a con uh, conference there, so uh, we're going to go. And uh, the uh, the half marathon I just did, it was the uh, Best damn race. They've got uh, it's a series, so they've got actually the weekend will be there. They they've got a they've got their races. Um, might be a 5K, uh, so I'll throw myself in that and see what torture I can bestow upon myself. So yeah, just. You know, just want to kind of do a bunch of different things this year, um, just in in celebration. Uh, it's you know, that's it feels like such a milestone for me to, to you know to be around for thirty years, um, and be able to do this for thirty years. So, um, look forward to seeing what happens. Uh, my next podcast, uh, I'm gonna kind of give a, a summary to uh, to what what goes down at Comset. We'll have a, a post-race uh, Rundown Give you my thoughts on the race And how it went uh, Like I said If my old coach comes uh, Maybe I'll have him on the podcast And we can we can talk about things um, Laugh about me And what I go through <laughs> um, And uh, After that um, I want to get my son Keegan on the podcast Probably get his sister Amber on there too So she can make fun of him And uh let Keegan talk about his upcoming season. Keegan is uh, hes in middle school, 7th grade. He's about to be 13 years old. Um, in uh, middle school, uh, the competitive season only allows them to run the mile. But Keegan wants to break 5 minutes this year. He ran 5.11 last year, um, so he's looking to break 5 this year. Uh, I'm coaching him, which uh, is a tough balance. Being a father and a coach and you know, wanting to make sure that I don't do too much. I don't want to burn him out. I think we kind of burnt him out a little bit after cross country. He had a long season and we'll talk about all that. Uh, but I think, uh, I think we'll talk to Keegan, you know, after that. And then, uh, we've got some other guests lined up. My friend, uh, Miriam, she's a, a PT from the, the runners mechanic. Uh, we're going to talk to Miriam about, uh, what is a physical therapist? What a physical therapist do? Um, and, uh, also, want to get my business partner Scott Sosha um, from FootRX. I want to get him on here. He's a pedorthist, so want to want to talk about what a pedorthist is. Like, you know, what do they do? What, how can they help? Uh, I've, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of different guests I want to line up and and you know share their knowledge and let you know what they do and how can they can benefit you. So we'll will have a great range of discussions. We're going to talk about footwear, all that kind of good stuff. And I talk a little bit about footwear in this conversation, but. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into, you know, footwear today. Um, that's one of my passions is talking about gear. Um, I want to get my friend Victor Mariano on here. Talk about trail maintenance. That's another big part of my life. Um, Victor's a, an awesome guy that's constantly out in the woods, constantly trying to make the trails better. Always working on the Hellbender course. You know, we we honestly, we wouldn't have a, a course if it wasn't for Victor. There'd be too many trees. <laughs> and Victor's just amazing. Uh, so... Got a lot of things we're going to talk about. So excited. Just really grateful for this opportunity to be in your ears. I hope you'll share the podcast with others. Um, Please like my Facebook page, MR Running Pains. Um, You can also just, you know, friend request me. um, Message me, you know, uh, leave a review for me. Let me know what you think. Um, Especially message me if you have an idea, want to talk, if you want to be on the podcast. I'm here for, for everybody. I want to have conversations. That's Again, that's part of it. Um, I, think, uh, I think that's something we all miss out on, is having those, those conversations and just talking. You know, I don't want it to be scripted. I just want to talk. Um, so reach out to me. I really thank you for your time. I'm, I'm grateful that you, you took the time to listen to this podcast. Hopefully it's on a run and you're enjoying yourself. Um, so be well, my friends. Live well, and have fun. Until the next episode, Zemar Running Pages podcast, and Aaron Saft, wishing you well. Talk to you soon, my friends.